listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome on in to episode number 145. Very excited to welcome back an old friend of the show, she is the current Galley Wrestling Women's Champion and the former Heroes of Legends, Chicago Style Wrestling, and Zawa Live Women's Champion. It's Chicago's very own Missa Kate. We're going to talk about her very busy schedule, including her run as champion in Galley, her time in the NWA, and so much more. And then we're also going to hit the highlights of NWA Hard Times 3, where Missa Kate wrestled for the NWA Women's Tag Team titles. We'll find out that result in just a bit. Plus, we're going to preview AEW's full gear and talk a ton of local stuff coming up this weekend, including CSW, Freelance Wrestling, Freelance Underground, and All Heel Wrestling, where Miss Kate will be making her debut for that company. And you'll catch it all right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. Stay tuned. Wrestling fans often talk about psychology in the squared circle. But what about your individual psychology and mental health? The counselors at True Heights Treatment offer in-person or virtual appointments. To learn more, go to www.trueheightstx.com or give them a call at 708-248-7039. My name is Storm Grayson and I'm your freelance underground independent champion and you're listening to the Windy City Slam podcast. You just heard from Storm Grayson. He's going to have a big weekend in the area before Freelance and Freelance Underground. He faces an opponent to be determined on Friday night. And then on Saturday, he's facing Carlos Romo for the Freelance Underground Independent Championship. Should be a terrific weekend of wrestling for Storm Grayson. Now let's fast forward to AEW's full gear, and that's this Saturday night, November the 19th, at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey, live on Bleacher Report and Pay-Per-View, and also selected movie theaters in the area. AEW World Championship John Moxley defends against MJF. Is it time for MJF to finally ascend to the top of AEW and win that championship? I think the time is right to pull the trigger. I totally see it happening. It's going to be a fun time. And MJF is fascinating. And I think AEW would be right to put the title on him. And John Moxley, to his credit, he's the man that's been carrying this company through all the turmoil and the backstage controversy, the end of the pandemic, stuff like that. And Moxley, terrific talent. But I'm thinking MJF's time is now. And then we also have AEW World Tag Team Championship. The acclaimed Anthony Bowens and Max Caster defend against Swerve and Our Glory. And then AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Final. We'll know more about those participants as we get closer to the weekend. 
interim AEW Women's World Championship, Tony Storm defends against Jamie Hayter. ROH World Championship at a four-way match, and this is going to be terrific. The Ocho, Chris Jericho defends against Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Sammy Guevara. AEW TBS Championship, Jade Cargill defends against Nyla Rose. And then a women's match I'm really looking forward to, the in-ring return of Soraya, formerly known as Paige in WWE. She's been fully cleared. She takes on Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. This is going to be terrific. And I have a feeling it's just the start of a long rivalry between these two. Tag team action, we have Jeff Jarrett. Yes, that Jeff Jarrett. He's still around. The last outlaw is alive and kicking. He teams up with Jay Lethal to take on the team of the icon Sting and Darby Allen. And in a steel cage match, Luchasaurus faces Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Probably be another lengthy, crazy, action-packed show from AEW this Saturday night. Should be pretty good. Going back to this past weekend, NWA presented Hard Times 3 in New Orleans. And we're just going to hit some of the highlights of this show. The NWA United States Tag Team Championship, the fixers of Chicago area's own Jay Bradley and Wrecking Ball Ligurski, retained the titles over the spectaculars of Brady Pierce and Rush Freeman. NWA National Heavyweight Championship, Scion, with his, quote, father, Austin Idol, defeats Dak Draper after the Death Valley Driver. And if you're wondering who Scion is, well, if you watch the Chicagoland independent wrestling scene, you got to know who it is. And I'm not going to go out and say it. I mean, it's pretty obvious who it is to me, but terrific veteran wrestler, and he defends the championship successfully. And then we had the NWA World Women's Tag Team Championships. And unfortunately for our guest this week, Miss Kate, she did not become the co-holder of those titles. It was pretty empowered of Ella Envy and Kenzie Page defeating the team of Maddie Rankowski and Missa Kate. And there was a little bit of a misinterpretation. Missa Kate accidentally runs into Maddie. Maddie gets mad, leaves Missa in the ring to get beat up. And then Missa gets pinned and a uh, tough, tough night for Missa Kate. But she's looking good overall in the NWA. And we're going to talk a whole lot more about her time in the NWA in just a few minutes when she joins us on this week's Windy City Slam podcast. And then we had the NWA World Women's Championship decided in a three-way. Camille defends the title, defeating Chelsea Green and Kylan King. And in the main event, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship in a three-way. And Tyrus, yes, the former Broris Clay, becomes the NWA World Heavyweight Champion by defeating the incumbent champion Trevor Murdoch and Matt Cardona in the three-way bout. Interesting to see the Cardonas not grab titles in this show. Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona, what is their future with the NWA? Are they WWE bound again? Are they bound somewhere else? Could be an interesting few weeks for the Cardona family. All right, this past weekend, we're going to hit some highlights. This past Saturday, November the 12th, Black Label Pro Slamilton doubleheader. And congratulations to the young and rising Billy Starks 
She is the new Black Label Pro champion. Yes, she cashed in her opportunity by defeating Calvin Tankman. Now, Tankman retained the title over Levi Everett in show number one. And then Everett attacks Tankman after the match, lays him out. Starks comes in, cashes in, puts her foot on Tankman's chest, gets the three count. And Billy Starks, who is a little bit on the bad side in Black Label Pro, she is your new Black Label Pro champion. And in the main event of show number two, congratulations to the Bang Bros, Davey Bang and August Matthews. They're collecting tag team championships. They defeat Violence is Forever, Kevin Koo and Dom Garini to win the Black Label Pro Tag Team Championships. And the Bang Bros add those titles to the Freelance Tag Team Championships and the Wrestling for a Cure Tag Team Championships. So they are just all adorned with gold heading into the holiday season. This past Saturday night, November the 12th, Game Changer Wrestling had the Nick Gage Invitational Number 7 at Summit Park District. And John Wayne Murdoch defeats Alex Colon by submission to win the Deathmatch Tournament and become the champion of NGI 7. Also this past Saturday night, November the 12th, POW Entertainment presented Saturday Night Fights at the T-Wood Bar and Grill in Wooddale. Marco Anthony wins the Battle Royal. And then Jimmy Blaze defeats POW Midwest Champion by disqualification when Tommy McCobb hits Blaze in front of the referee. And then both Macab and Kazal beat on Jimmy Blaze, knowing Eric Freedom was not in the building. But Scott Spade with Tiny and Mistress Misery come to Blaze's aid. And then Scott Spade challenges Modern Decay to a tag team match right here, right now. And Kazal and Tommy Macab defeat Scott Spade and Jimmy Blaze in that match. We had Axel Abrao defeating VIP. VJ Price defeats Meat Hooks O'Bannon, following a distraction from Xavier DeFaust of Bad Ombre Cartel. We're going to see more from Bad Ombre Cartel and the IPA on December 3rd at Fox Lake. That should be a good show. And then in the main event, we had Mason Perks defeating Marco Anthony. All right, coming up this weekend, we have a ton to get to here. Friday night, November the 18th, Chicago-style wrestling presents Second City Showdown 2 at the American Legion in Franklin Park. Main event, the CSW Championship, two out of three falls. Axel Rico has one more shot at the champion, Joey Jet Avalon. This has got to be it for Axel, man. He's got to win this thing. I mean, we're just waiting for a big moment here from Axel Rico, and he deserves it. He's worked hard. He's a great guy. He's a funny guy. He's an excellent wrestler, a great entertainer. You name it, Axel Rico's got it. And he deserves this moment in the spotlight. Go, go, Axel Rico. And then we have the Ring of Destiny match. Ten men. The first six will be eliminated through over-the-top rope means. And then the final four face off in an elimination match until they determine a winner. And the 10 competitors are as follows. Jax Johnson, Iniestra, Cody James, Acid Jazz, Ryan Matthews, TJ Steele, Solomon Tupu, Conan Lycan, Superstar Steve Boz, and Cypher. And the winner of this match gets a future CSW championship match. And I believe this is how Joey Jet Avalon 
ended up getting the title. He won this deal and then ended up cashing in. I believe that's how it happened. Not 100% sure. I mean, I'm getting old, so I, I forget things. But CSW Women's Championship, Heather Reckless defends in a four-way against Sierra, Ashley Dambois, and Shelly the Bombshell. CSW Tag Team Championships, the Hate Keepers, Jay Marston and Shane Boucher, make their first title defense against the former champions, Dope Kings, a Filth King Brubaker, and CJ Esparza. And then in a spotlight match, we have Davey Richards taking on the young Adam Stallion. Shane Hollister takes on Marche Rocket in the Battle of Veterans. And your CSW Hall of Fame induction for this year from the Soul Touches, Willie the Bomb Richardson. That should be really cool. And then also Friday night, November the 18th, we have Freelance Wrestling's Black Halo at the Logan Square Auditorium. We have some alterations to this show. It was originally supposed to be Robert Ego Anthony defending his Freelance World Championship against Colt Cabana. But unfortunately, both men have some personal reasons to pull out of the show. And it would have been an awesome match. But our thoughts are with both competitors, especially Robert Ego Anthony, who had a family member pass. Our support and prayers to Robert Ego Anthony's family. But there'll be some other great matches on this show, including the Freelance Legacy Championship as Brian Keith defends against GPA. And then Storm Grayson will have a mystery opponent. We're waiting for that to be announced as well. And just announced before we started recording, Kylie Ray against Carlos Romo. And then we have the She-Lance Scramble. This is going to be really exciting. Laney, Kayla Cassidy, Queen Aminata, the return of Blair Onyx, and Galera de Blasenas. That should be a lot of fun at Freelance on Friday night. If you can't make it down to Logan Square Auditorium, the show will be broadcast live on IWTV. And then also, Saturday night, November the 19th, Freelance Underground presents They Call Me Boombots at Thornton Distilling Company in Thornton. Freelance Underground Champion Calvin Tankman faces the challenge of Brian Keith. Now, this is a month before Tankman's scheduled defense in Joliet against Project Monix. So this is going to be a huge test right here for Calvin Tankman. He might not even make it out of this match. It might be Brian Keith and Project Monix. I guess we'll see what happens with that, though. But Tankman and Keith could be the match of the weekend. Freelance Underground Independent Championship, Storm Grayson defends against Carlos Romo. And in the Territory Tag Team Tournament, a first-round match featuring the Bang Bros of Davey Bang and August Matthews taking on the team of To Infinity and Beyond. That's Colin Delaney and Cheech. And this coming Sunday, November the 20th, All Heel Wrestling's Wrestle Haven. That's AHW5 at the Starlight Skate Park in Winthrop Harbor. 2 p.m. bell. There's a pre-show at 1 with, I believe, a battle royal with some unannounced competitors. So that should be interesting. And the matches are as follows. We have AHW champion Mattel Valentine celebrating his championship victory from AHW4. Not sure if he's going to be wrestling on this show. There hasn't been an opponent announced, but I guess we'll see what happens. And then we have the AHW Women's Championship. Lastly, the Muneca faces Missa Kate. 
and AHW Midwestern Championship, Cody James defends against CJ Cole. The number one contender for the Midwestern Championship match, we have Veterans Rough Crossing taking on Pauly Tomaselli. And then in a featured women's attraction, we have Heather Reckless against Blair Onyx. AHW Tag Team Championships. This should be really cool. Good clash of styles here. Ghetto Gear Solid, the champions defending against Country Air. All Heel Wrestling Change of Fortune Championship. Kenzie James faces the returning Kota Holiday. And then we have the AHW Hybrid Championship. And this will be a hardcore match between the champion Percy Drews and Chucky Bates. Plus, we have Gunner Wicks versus Perfection. AHW Legal Counsel Eric Schultz against Jax Johnson. Metalhead against Armando Alvarez. And Moondog Murray versus Joey Mayberry. Also this weekend, we have Friday night, ICW Milwaukee in West Allis. We have Thursday night, we have PWX's Power Hour at North Point Arena in Streeter. And then also Saturday night, November the 19th, Sawa Live presents Season 11 Finale in Dixon. Southland Championship Wrestling has Feast or Famine at the Shaban Civic Center. That should be an interesting show coming off of their performance against Pow Entertainment at Russell Rage 20. And then we have Premier Pro Wrestling's taping up in Woodstock. And on Sunday, November the 20th, we have the debut of Palm House Pro Wrestling in Evanston with Cross the Line. Mateo Valentine will be doing double duty. Mateo will also be on that show. And then also Sunday, November the 20th, Gali Lucha Libre is back at Gali Studios in Villa Park. All right, coming up here in just mere moments, we have a return engagement from Chicago Sweetheart, Chicago's very own, Missa Kate. Stay tuned. Want to get more customers for your business? Promoters, do you want more exposure for your upcoming event? Windy City Slam Podcast can be your tag team partner. Advertise with Windy City Slam and reach wrestling fans in the Chicagoland area and in the Midwest. Message us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or email Mike Pankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. Brand new SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince, Jordan Cross, here live at the Brassop in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you. All right, back here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So very excited to have an old friend of the show come back. She's become a veteran of the game over the last few years. She's the current Gali Lucha Libre women's champion. Plus, she's the former Chicago-style wrestling, Zawa, and Heroes and Legends women's champion, Chicago's very own, Missa Kate. Hello. <laughs> How you doing, Missa Kate? Good. How are you? I like that intro. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> a lot of passion. Yeah, it, it's been a while since we chatted on this program, and quite a bit has changed. Uh, I'm doing the show now solo without a co-host. I record on Zoom rather than some other media. And then on the last time you were on the show, which I believe was like April or May of last year, 
you were saying that you were going to be blurring the lines a little more and we might see a little bit more mean Missa. And I think we have seen that. So uh, what's that experience been like for you? Uh, it's been fun. It's been, I don't want to say easier, but easier in the sense of like, okay, now I'm coming into my own where as before, like when I first started, I always say like, I felt like I wasn't ready when I started. So I always felt like I was playing catch up. We're now, like, as far as in-ring and, like, psychology and all that stuff. Um, so now that I feel like I'm in a better spot with that, I can now venture off and play characters. And, like, right now, just being mean, Missa, as you said, is, like, it's really fun. And um, I get to experiment and, like, play around with different ideas that I have. And I get different ideas from others that they – it's kind of cool. I guess that's the fun part for me is that when I first started, nobody really knew what I was doing. Like, again, I didn't really, I was just kind of going with how I felt. And now I feel like a lot of people are getting on board and like, oh, okay. I kind of get an idea of where you're heading or where your head's at. And so it's really fun now getting advice uh, because people actually understand like, oh, okay, this is, this is Missa now. So it's been really fun. It's been, uh, like I said, a lot easier from as opposed to people being like, what the fuck are you to, oh, okay, now I know who you are, so. And you still do play babyface from time to time, right? Like in NWA, for instance? Yeah, so I'm an angry babyface. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, they have me, well, I'm, I'm me, so like you never really know what kind of emotion I'm going to be today. You don't really know if I'm going to be nice or if I'm going to be mean, you know, you just got to keep watching. But yeah, it depends on where I am, I'm either good guy or the bad guy. It depends on how I feel if I ate that day, you know? Yeah, being part of Windy City Slam for the last four years or so, and I've been watching a lot of different shows, and I just love your gear, and you have some of the best gear I've seen among Chicago independent wrestlers, and and that's been the case for quite a while now, from the checkered board gear to the newspaper motif and to your current Chicago-style gear, which I really, really love as well. So who's responsible for coming up with the gear designs? Uh, <laughs> I literally, every set of gear that I've ever worn, I've sat and I've drawn out first because I have like OCD and I'm picky. So I'm like, I, I don't think unless I'm like, I really trust the person who's making the gear that they know me. I, the, it would be very rare for me to just be like, yeah, go ahead and make whatever. Uh, cause I'm like, I'm very hands-on and I'm like everything, um, you know, like look wise you know this flatters you more this way or like oh but this doesn't really go with my character like you will rarely see me wearing bedazzles if I ever wore bedazzles I'm not a very um glittery person out in the ring there obviously um I'm there to fight so that's where I guess my gear slowly transitioned to I went from like capris and I went to sweatpants and I'm back at capris um, so it's been like a fun little journey, but yeah, I'm really excited for this Saturday, um, which, well, now after this comes out, everybody will see, but uh, the gear that I have planned for NWA, the pay-per-view, uh, I'm really excited about it. I really like it a lot. Um, and if people like the Chicago gear, I'm hoping they'll like this. I hope it's not going to be like a, like, like a, def like a deflated balloon, like, <laughs> but I think it's really fun. And, uh, yeah, I try to keep it interesting. I hate, I love fun fabrics. I hate like just plain, I don't know. I, I feel like you're, 
the whole point of us is we're supposed to be fun. We're supposed to be live, like, and all this other stuff. So why not have the gear reflect that as well? So and that single block colors or anything like that, just kind of mix it up and have different designs as well. Right. Like if I have a, like a plain color, I'm like, no, something is be fun on here. Like even when I did, um, the reason why, I mean, if you go back to when I had like the red and blue gear, they had like checkers incorporated and people thought I was Bob Holly. And I was like, no, that's not what I'm going for. <laughs> I like Van. Um, I would, because I knew the checkers are so overpowering. I'm like, okay, so let's find different ways to make it subtle, but make the checkers pop. So stuff like that. And like the newspaper gear was like a half and half, um, which I want to make more newspaper gear. Cause that was probably my favorite. I love that fabric. So yeah, I got, I have a lot of ideas in here and I'm going to try to start making my own gear. So then that way I could just start pumping out new sets of gear all the time, as opposed to, which again, I get it. Everyone's busy right now. There's a lack of gear makers on the Indies and there's so many wrestlers. There's probably one gear maker for every like hundred wrestlers, honestly. <laughs> so, yeah. So when you say you draw out and jot out stuff on paper now, do you have like a, a an art background that you, or did you just like to draw when you were younger? I just always like to draw. Um, like I, again, I never think about my stuff as good but I'll just sit there and I'll just like, Oh, I have an idea and I'll draw it out. Or um, like I recently drew like a, what was it? It was Venom, but he looked like Joker. So he was like green and had a crazy tongue and had, you know, and all that stuff. And I'm weird where I'll draw it. And I'll be like, once I get on my system, I'll be like, okay, cool. Like I could like throw it out if I want, like, I just need to get it out. And I had a friend who was just like, no, I want that. So now he has it. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I maybe in the future, I might end up drawing and seeing if people would want to purchase those at shows. Because um, I guess some people would, I found out. So we'll find out. Now, you've worked many companies in the Chicagoland area, and you've done stuff more recently with, like I said, Gali Lucha Libre, also Second Wrestling, Women's Wrestling Army, which we'll get into in just a second, and also a little bit of All Hue Wrestling, which is coming up for you. And you're also an integral part of Zello Pro before they went on hiatus. So, Women's Wrestling Army, last time you told me when you were on the air with us here at Windy City Slam, you had a meeting with Maria Canellis down in Florida and she was evaluating your matches around WrestleMania weekend. She gave you like 10 to 15 minutes and gave you all this in-depth feedback and stuff. And now you're working for her for women's wrestling army. So did she remember you from that conversation? She did actually. And when she did, like I was expecting her not to remember me at all. Cause again, she talks to a million and one people and she did. And I should have told her, I was like, oh, I feel special. Cause I was like, I didn't think that you were going to remember me at all. Um, so that was really cool. She's, she's really like, honestly, one of the realists, like who you see like social media and like, it's not an act. She really does care. She cares about all the girls. Um, she wants to make sure we're there to do our best. She wants us to be ourselves, not feel uncomfortable, but yet still push us out of our comfort zones, if that makes sense, for like our own benefit, obviously. Um, yeah, I always joke around. I tell her and Mike, I'm like, yeah, I adopted you guys as my wrestling parents. I was like, you guys don't have a choice. So it's fun now working under her and getting her expertise and like literally being like under her thumb, kind of being like, hey, like this is do this and like doing promos, like, oh, think about it from this because of X, Y, you know, just back 
um, especially with promos, I don't have a lot of experience in. So for her guiding me and giving me like, not just me, everybody, I'm like, that's, it's helping a lot. And it's, again, I'm like, I know everyone uses the, the expression, like I'm uh, like being a sponge, but I'm like, I literally like, that's what I feel like when she's talking, I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, okay, I wanted anything about that before. I feel kind of stupid, but that makes sense. So <laughs> it's like the little things, um, but yeah, between like her and then you have Alice in danger who I love, uh, coach, um, she's always guiding and helping and motivating and I don't know, just the whole team. Like I'll, I could talk for hours about them, like the whole team from the locker room to camera crew to agents, like literally everyone's freaking awesome. And they want women's wrestling. And they're recognizing right now women's wrestling as a whole is like, there's a lot of badass women out there that they want this. So they're recognizing that and they're trying their best to let us do that on a, 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 a pro wrestling TV, which is a growing platform. So I feel like it's kind of cool because you have a growing platform and then you have a growing business. So it, I'm really excited to see what the future holds. Yeah. And women's wrestling army, uh, kind of taking up the slack or picking up the throne from places like shimmer and rise who we used to have around the Chicago area too. So do you think that they're filling that uh, need for women's wrestling in the Chicagoland area? Yes. I feel like everybody, well, especially Chicago, because how you said it, we used to have shimmer and rise and all that stuff. And I don't think Maria realizes it, but I'm like, yeah, she's building. I don't know. She, Cause again, she's very much like tunnel vision. Like this is what I want for the, she's mainly just, wanting the best for all of us so I'm like I don't even know she recognizes what she's doing and I'm like yeah you're making a modern day shimmer modern day rise and all this other stuff um so yeah it's really cool and I think just wrestling in general needs a solid women's like foundation company and I I again she has the experience she's incredibly smart and yeah she she's doing it. It's really, it's the fact that I get to be a part of it and witness it and like have fun and watch it grow and be part of it. Um, it's insane. Like I never thought I'd be a part of something like this. So I'm really, as you can tell, I can't shut the hell up. So I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what else is really cool is you've been working with the NWA the last several months for Billy Corrigan. And by the time this episode drops, you could be a co-holder of the NWA women's tag team championships with Maddie Renkowski as you guys were set to face Pretty Empowered of Ella Envy and Kenzie Page. Now, talk to me a little bit about your experience with the NWA and how it's made you grow over the last few months. Um, NWA definitely has pushed me to get familiar with camera work. Um, again, when you're on the indies, you don't really, like, they'll be like, oh, hard cam, and then that's kind of it. Uh, you don't really know directions as far as like, okay, which way do I lean towards this? Which way do I lean towards that? Or do I do this towards this corner? You know, stuff like that. So doing tapings and NWA and having people like Medusa and Jazz as agents there um, are really helping, like, well, helping me learn that. And I think uh, for a lot of girls too. So that's the main thing that I'm learning from there is just like how to work TV as opposed to just the crowd. So now it's my job to try to figure out a healthy balance. Cause again, this is just my opinion. Everyone's different. 
um, where I'm like, I, when I grew up, I was always like, I wanted to feel like I was there. So when I watched like the Attitude Era, Ruthless Aggression Era, that's what it felt like. Like they weren't just working towards the cameras. They're working towards the cameras without me knowing, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. it, and it made me feel like I was there in the arena. And that's what I want people to feel. I want to feel, I want them to feel like, hey, you're a part of this right now. You're watching through the screen, but no, you're here with me. Um, so that's kind of being at NWA has been really fun. And again, another good, solid women's locker room there. Um, like a really fun like little support system um one night in was it the last tapings that we were in Tennessee I guess there's a tradition that Marty and AK started doing where every time there's tapings to go out on the strip and just kind of like hang out and you know have a little girls night Mm -hmm. and Maddie and I were invited the previous time so we got these ducks um (laughs) good old Taryn Terrell uh she went to the bathroom came back with a duck and we're like where the hell did you get that uh, and come to find out there was like a little uh, crane or a claw machine. Oh, okay. And it had just like a bunch of ducks in it. So, you know, it's like time we're trying to wrap up. It's like kind of, it's kind of late. Um, So the security guard's like, let's go, let's go. But luckily we're all able to get a duck. Now we have our little sisterhood of the traveling ducks as I don't know, some people may see on social media. Uh, we'll tag each other stuff that's going on. So it's a really fun time. That's an awesome story. <laughs> really, really cool. And uh, you mentioned TV. You had a little bit of taste of that as well with AEW Dark over the last year or so, getting matches to the likes of Hikaru Shida, Ruby Soho, Emi Sakura, Nyla Rose, and the like. So what's that experience like going to a huge promotion like AEW and getting onto their YouTube shows? It's cool. Um, the first time I stepped into an arena, again, Gavin, like Darks are either before or after the show. Um, I've performed before the show, so like, unfortunately, like it hasn't been full. But again, I'm not saying that as I'm, I'm not grateful because I'm like it's still an arena of people in there. Um, so I was like, that was the first time that I ever performed in an arena, and it was just it was really cool. It was really surreal. Um, it's a very interesting feeling. That's I guess you could say very addicting. <laughs> um, and just like again, the people that I was able to have matches with, like you said, Emmy and um, Ruby and uh, just Sheeta. I'm like, all these women, I'm like, I have been able to, again, learn and take away something from each and every one of them. So, and again, AEW has given me the opportunity to wrestle these women that I might have never had the chance to do on my own. So again, I'm grateful for that. And uh, I do know that they will be in town on the 23rd, which is my birthday. So I think everybody should go uh, check it out, you know, just just in case somebody wants to pop up. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> maybe a little birthday present for you, uh, AEW Dark match for you on that day, maybe? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> That's uh, AEW Dynamite at Wintrust Arena in Chicago. So uh, that'll be very exciting to see if like people like Missa Kate and some of the other local Chicago talents get on that show. That should be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And also an uh, upcoming show you got is uh, coming up Sunday, November the 20th. All Heel Wrestling presents Wrestle Haven, and it's going to be at a skate park, Starlight Skate Park in Winthrop Harbor, pre-show at one, bell time at two, and you, Missa Kate, will challenge Leslie Labneka 
for the <laughs> AHW Women's Championship. And you guys have had a little history in Gali, so this ought to be interesting to see how, what you guys do in a rematch here. Yeah, it's definitely interesting because it'll be out of a uh, Lucha Libre setting. So now it'll be a little bit different of a match, I feel like, but I think it'll still be fun. It's cool because Leslie and I, we get to train together a little bit here and there. And so it's fun watching her grow and it's fun beating her up. And, <laughs> but, um, but no, yeah, I think, and this is my first match that I'm having with all heel wrestling. And uh, we've been, we kept missing each other where like dates conflicted or something like that. So I'm excited to work for them for the first time. And they've been awesome. Um, and I've been to a, like a, you said a skate park. Yeah, it's going to be at <laughs> like a skate a, park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's going to be interesting. So we'll, we'll see what I can come up with there, you know, see if I could, uh, get some skates or something. <laughs> yeah. Skate down in the ring. Uh, maybe yeah. like a skateboard, like Cora Jade used to in, uh, NXT. Yep. <laughs> yep. And also all heel wrestling is going to have other women's matches there as well. They got Blair Onyx versus Heather Reckless, two people, you know, really, really well, as well as Kenzie James taking on Coda holiday for the change of fortune championship. So all heel wrestling does a really great job incorporating women into their shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think right now um, people keep going in waves and I feel like right now women's starting to pick up a little bit more again, but I do feel like there's some companies that are scared to pull the trigger um, where I'm like, no, I'm like right now women's wrestling is the thing to watch. No offense to the guys. Cause I'm like, yeah, there's a million great guys out there that again, I want to do intergender matches and all that stuff. But right now, people are rooting for the women. They want to see us grow. They want to see us mature in that ring. They want to see our stories be told. So right now, I feel like a lot of companies need to hop on uh, having more than one women's match, if possible, um, a show, and be willing to pay a couple extra bucks to, you know, get those women on the, on the shows. So I get it. We're, we're in a little bit of a tough time right now. Everyone had inflation and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I feel like there's still like a lot that can be done and I don't know, I'm future. It's exciting. It's interesting because we don't know what's going to happen, but I can't see a bunch of negatives coming out of it. Knock on wood. <laughs> Speaking of one hell of a women's match, I actually watched this on YouTube in preparation for this show. You and Heather Reckless. Yeah. And now it looks like it's the final match ever at Berwyn Championship Wrestling. And you guys did a hardcore match. We wrestled all over the Berwyn Eagles Club and it was crazy stuff. So what's it like getting in the ring? Number one with Heather and number two, just in a crazy match like that with like tables and chairs and everything. Um, Heather's amazing. I tell her all the time. I'm like, your ass better be signed somewhere in the next year. Cause if there's not, there's not any hope for any of us. Um, she has, it's crazy. Cause her and I kind of have parallels as far as like, I, when I was at CSW, when I first started, she started coming around there. So her and I are kind of like similar in our journeys right now, I'd say. Um, so it's fun watching her grow and watching her become who she is. And she's, she's freaking amazing. Um, and just to have like that match with her, uh, Berwyn street fight, we called it. Um, that was really fun. Her and I were excited cause that was both of our first street fights. So we popped each other's cherries on that. And yeah, it was, we knew we had, a lot of pressure on us because we're well one we put more so put on ourselves but we all do um 
who was pressure on ourselves because we were the main event and this was both our first hardcore match and we're like okay well again we're girls so we don't want to disappoint and all this other crap so uh yeah just going through the process with her and just you know we trained a little bit before that and stuff like that so just to have that match it was it was really I'd do it again it, it was like one of those where I'm like okay we got out of the way so now moving forward now we know we learned a lot too like oh we did some mistakes in there like let's fix that for next time um but yeah it was I'd do it again with her I, I'm excited to see a year from now or a year from that match where we're gonna be and maybe make it like a you know like a yearly tradition <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. I I assume you were really sore, probably for a few days after that crazy match. I had a couple marks and bruises, you know, nothing crazy. Bounce <laughs> <laughs> back pretty quick then. A little bit, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, we'll say yeah. I'm tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going back to May nineteenth, two thousand eighteen, you wrestled current WWE superstar Shotzi Blackheart at the Edison Park Inn. In your mind, how far have you come from that day? A lot. Um, I'm and I'm happy for myself that I'm in a place now that I can start recognizing that. Um, because you know when you're in it, you're kind of like tunnel vision and you're not really seeing the progression. And I'm forced to sometimes watch my older matches to be like, hey, look at where you were and look at where you are. And um, it's definitely crazy to see the changes and it's I still like cringe and stuff watching old stuff because I'm just like oh what is wrong with you why would you do that um but again that's the knowledge that I know now so I if you would have asked me then that I would have been able to do have all the opportunities and experiences that I've had so far um in like a short time frame I don't think I would believe it (laughs) so and I definitely talking to myself back then don't think I would have been um, in the place that I am now, like mentally and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm proud of myself. I could say that now Uh, (laughs) I'm starting to, but yeah, I still know I have a long way to go. This is only like the beginning of the journey. This is the beginning of, all right, you got your legs under you. Now let's see what we can do about it. So it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's very weird, but in a very cool way. Now, before we let you go, I'll go ahead and promote your social media, whatever other channels you have, plus your merchandise and upcoming shows. All right. No pressure. Let's see if I got this. All right. Mr. Kate 11 at Instagram and Twitter. Um, I also have OnlyFans that I think Miss Mr. Kate. Um, I have a pro wrestling tea store under Mr. Kate that you can get a Krispy Kreme shirt. Um, then what else? What else do I have? I have other stuff. I have a YouTube channel that I I used to do vlog thingies at the current time. I can't do them anymore. I don't have time. Unless somebody wants to follow me around with a camera. Uh, and then um, what else do I have? Oh, I feel like I have more. We'll just, we'll just stop with that. But as far as shows, like you did pretty good at covering shows. I have the pay-per-view this Saturday, which you guys will now see next week. So you'll know how that'll go. Um, but yeah, I have bunch of cool stuff just pay attention to my instagram and twitter and stuff i constantly try to post that um and yeah i'm sorry if i'm forgetting a lot of stuff but 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Catch uh, Mr. Kate on her YouTube channel as well. I know you may not be vlogging as much, but there's some great stuff on there. Um, in fact, you and Sky Blue and uh, Queen Amanada and Thunder Rosa in the car doing some fun stuff. A pretty cool yeah. vlog there that I saw from All Out last year. Thank you. Yeah, it was a fun time. And behind the scenes at Berwyn Championship Wrestling as well. And a lot of fun atmosphere there. So check out the vlog. Check out her social media. She's got all she's she's got it all. So, Mr. Kate, thank you once again for coming on Windy City Slam Podcast. It's been way too long. Let's not wait too long next time. For sure. Thank you again. I appreciate it. All right. Best of luck. As always, a fun time with Missa Kate. Really cool to see her doing well in the NWA, Women's Wrestling Army, and looking forward to seeing her this weekend at All Heel Wrestling's Wrestle Haven up in Winthrop Harbor. All right, next week, we're going to recap a huge weekend in Chicagoland Wrestling, plus we're going to preview some big events to come, including WWE Survivor Series, plus we welcome to the show for the very first time. Longtime wrestling personality and manager in promotions such as the Lunatic Wrestling Federation and Pro Wrestling Blitz, Billy Whack. And you can catch that all right here on Windy City Slam Podcast. So long, everybody.